Hey, Pilgrims, I hope you guys are excited because this is a massive milestone for the pill, our 50th dose. Gosh, that feels just both weird and awesome to be able to say that at the same time. Uh, we can assure you, I know I can speak for Brandon in saying we're just getting started. Truly surreal to finally be at that half century mark. You know, it feels like an awesome achievement for you and I, Sam, but I also know that the future is bright. So we appreciate all our pilgrims and uh, stick with us for the next 500 episodes. <laughs> Six seasons in a movie, we were saying. Uh, but getting into this week's dose, first up, we have Vint, a startup that allows you to invest in a new financial asset class, fine wine and spirits. They just announced a $5 million seed round led by Montage Ventures. And next, you'll hear about Howdy the Austin-based hybrid workforce platform that connects Latin American development talent with U.S. tech companies. The company just announced a $5 million Series A extension led by Obvious Ventures. And stick with us for a breakdown on Sublime Systems, hot off their $40 million Series A led by Lower Carbon Capital. Sublime is revolutionizing cement production through a proprietary carbon-neutral approach. And carbon neutral, that is a buzz buzz. <laughs> yes, sir. And to round out this week's dose, we will discuss Capella Space, a leading American satellite manufacturer and Earth observation company, after they just announced a $60 million growth round from the U.S. Innovative Technology Fund. No better lineup of startups for a dose as big as our 50th. Let's get right into it. This is VenturePill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. All right, leading off this week's dose, we have Vint, which just closed on a $5 million seed round led by Montage Ventures, with participation from MS and AD Ventures, Goat Rodeo Capital, FinTech Ventures, and more. The company is on a mission to create a new financial asset class, Fine Wine and Spirits. So a little bit more about how this startup works. Essentially, Vint has an in-house team with decades of experience in fine wine and spirits, and they leverage extensive market research and analysis to develop a collection. These collections are then transferred to one of Vint's partner climate-controlled storage facilities, where they are monitored, insured, and kept in pristine condition. Yeah, really cool concept here. So Vint then determines the share price of each collection by taking the purchase cost of the wines and adding a one-time fee, typically anywhere from zero to 35%. I'm sure depending on the rarity of the wine, you know, how they were able to acquire it and other factors. Uh, once an offering is filed with and qualified by the SEC, yes, the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, <laughs> so pretty legit here, the collection goes live. For transparency, Vint provides extensive research, commentary, historical price data, all under uh, the collection for for information for those interested in uh, investing. Yeah, I know both of us were a little bit skeptical when we first started reading into Vint, but the fact that these offerings are filed with and qualified by the SEC are 
you know, just a huge vote of confidence and definitely help relieve some of that skepticism. Moving on a little bit more about how it works, after the collection goes live, that's when investors are able to purchase shares. And so to purchase shares, you simply would link your bank account or you can link your IRA account, which I thought was pretty cool, to be able to invest with retirement funds. And then you select the number of shares that you'd like to invest in. When a collection eventually sells, Vint returns proceeds to shareholders on a pro-rata basis and investors receive a 1099 div tax form. Yeah, so a truly legit process here. Uh, a little bit more about the wine industry and, and why this is even inter interesting in the first place. Like real estate and art, wine and spirits are typically medium to long-term investments. Um, you know, usually you'll find that collections are held between three and 10 years, depending on the market. You know, this also rings a bell in terms of venture capital, which is a typically in that similar range of, in terms of a fund's lifespan. Um, Vint received their SEC qualification in 2021. So that, that was huge for them. And you might wonder, you know, why, why would you invest in wine if you could invest in other easier things like real estate and art or stocks or even private companies? Well, diversification, of course, you know, that's a, a core pillar of financial theory. It's another alternative asset, and it happens to not be very directly linked to the stock market, which is valuable, especially in times of volatile market conditions. So it, wine has proven to hold its value pretty well, even despite um, down downturns in the market. Right. And safe to say that, you know, an asset like this holds its value in volatile markets because, as you mentioned, the timeline is typically three to 10 years. So especially as you get deeper into that timeline, that's enough time for, you know, whatever short-term volatility there is to kind of settle and uh, hopefully everything starts correcting itself in the right direction. But it also just highlights the rise of alternative investments and assets that we've seen. So you mentioned art, uh, we've covered a lot of fractional real estate ownership companies, which is, you know, covers the real estate, uh, longer term investments as well. And it's just, you know, I've, uh, there's even been watches I've been seeing, I've been reading more and more about, um, but just a cool concept to be able to invest in fine wine. And early on, Vint has some really impressive performance. So it has sold out of all 46 of its collections. As of today, they've processed six rounds of distributions. Within those first six rounds of distributions, Vint has a net annualized return of 28.3% for asset exits. And then when you compare that to some of the more traditional markets like the S&P 500, which is down 15% year to date, government bonds are down 13% year to date, and Bitcoin, the most volatile of them all, is down a whopping 63%, which definitely hurts me to say. But still, Obviously, this asset class is just getting started. Uh, so take those annualized returns with a grain of salt. But nonetheless, some really impressive early returns from Vint and just the wine asset class at large. Yeah, really cool company. Don't know of any others specializing in, in wine and spirits as an asset class. So it could be a first mover advantage type of situation. Uh, but we'll be keeping tabs and maybe we'll have to invest ourselves. Yeah, I think the goal is you invest in wine and you make enough on your investments to be able to actually buy and, you know, consume the one of the one of the <laughs> bottles of wine in your collections. Yeah. Yep, that's the goal. Maybe after the 500th episode we'll be <laughs> we'll be at that point. <laughs> All right. Well, the second company of today folks is going to be Howdy, which just announced a 5 million dollar Series A extension led by Obvious Ventures. Now, this is an awesome-based company, so we were excited to see that. And they added on to a previous $13 million Series A from August, 
uh, now bringing their valuation to 105 million. Uh, really impressive there. Uh, hopefully another success story coming out of Austin. They were previously known as Astro, and so part of this announcement of the extension round is also a rebranding uh, in a revamped brand called Howdy. Uh, they got they actually got the domain Howdy.com, which is pretty awesome. Great domain, great brand name, great rebrand. Yeah, great, incredible rebrand. That's up there with Cal.com. <laughs> if we ever interview the founder of Howdy, we'll have to figure out how much did they pay or how hard was it to get the, the domain there. Uh, pretty funny. For those that don't know what we're talking about, uh, check out, I believe it's like in the range of episode 26 or so, interview with Pierre Richelson, founder of Cal.com. Uh, so up there with the best domain names for sure. <laughs> a little bit of a tangent there. Getting back to what uh, Howdy does is basically they're a hybrid workforce platform for development talent in Latin America. So think about U.S. tech companies that want to find talent. Um, it's just hard to do that. So Howdy basically takes care of all the details in the nitty gritty. They automate sourcing, vetting, payroll, benefits, local procurement, all from an easy to use dashboard for their customers. Yeah, and essentially the concept here is that U.S. tech companies have a constant need for technical talent, and there is a large pool of qualified workers in Latin America who speak English well, live in desirable time zones, and often work for less money. So it's a pretty intuitive solution. The only problem is that U.S. companies don't seem to have the expertise as well as connections to easily bring these folks aboard. And there are also several complicated risks involved with hiring remote workers internationally. Yeah, and so Howdy kind of steps in and helps their clients in four distinct areas. The first being recruitment, the second equipment procurement, third mentorship and management, and then fourth actual local co-working spaces, physical spaces in those countries. And so how it works for a company interested in this service, uh, you basically pay week to week. There's no added fees or contractual obligations associated with hiring these folks you hire them as full-time teammates. They're not contractors, so they fit in seamlessly with your company, just as a normal domestic candidate would. Uh, and it's all under one roof at a cost less than paying for a local employee. Again, getting back to that sort of arbitrage opportunity uh, with hiring th these folks uh, at a lower cost. And how do you screens for these candidates by sending them through a very ri rigorous six-step interview process? evaluating them for architectural design, code quality, English speaking ability, and emotional intelligence. Now, all this I got from the website. I like this part. They claim only the best make it through. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense that rigorous six-step interview process, you know, I imagine is no joke and is a great way of vetting only the top, top talent available in Latin America. And so even in the face of recent tech layoffs, Howdy has seen some impressive continual growth. So 246% year-over-year revenue growth, and they've already placed around 200 developers in 45 U.S. companies. Uh, and some pretty common, you know, household name companies like Coinbase, TruePill, and WorkRise. And they will use this funding to fuel the rebrand and continue to boost their presence in the United States. All right, third company of today's dose is Sublime Systems, which just raised a $40 million Series A led by Lower Carbon Capital. The round included participation from existing investors like The Engine and Energy Impact Partners. 
We also wanted to note uh, a bit of a unique investor, a strategic investor in Siam Cement Group, the largest cement producer in Southeast Asia. And you might be wondering, like Sam and I were, why a cement producer is investing as a strategic partner in a startup. And after digging in a little bit deeper, we discovered that Sublime Systems has developed a groundbreaking technology to produce decarbonized cement. And the issue that this decarbonized cement is tackling is that cement production accounts for a whopping 8% of global CO2 emissions. Yeah, and so a little bit more about Sublime's solution. They have a proprietary process that replaces kilns, which is the most energy and fossil fuel intensive part of the traditional cement manufacturing process. Instead, what Sublime does is they use what's called an electrolyzer, which makes cement at ambient temperature from calcium. This process avoids the use of fossil fuels and the release of CO2 from limestone, making Sublime the very first company to produce cement in this manner. And so you start to realize, okay, now we understand why one of the largest cement groups in the world is interested in a startup like this with a technology this innovative. Yeah, that is some revolutionary technology and, you know, it's it could lead to a marking reduction of CO2 emissions, which is awesome for one company to be able to contribute to. Um, a little bit more about the founders. So Sublime was co-founded in 2020 by Yet Ming Chang, an MIT professor and co-founder of several climate tech companies, as well as Dr. Leah Ellis, an Activate Fellow and one of MIT Technology Review's 35 innovators under 35. So an incredibly impressive founding team there. Yeah, a great duo. And we wanted to highlight a direct quote from Dr. Ellis, who's the CEO. Um, and I'll quote here, we have successfully demonstrated the viability and scalability of our approach. And we are able to produce cement with the same or better strength, slump, and durability than today's Portland cement. It's all about that slump, baby. Yeah, I, <laughs> And this isn't part of the quote, if you can't tell. We, we love a good slump. That's, that's what we're looking for in our cement. Um, to continue the quote, the support of our talented team and capital from our investors will enable us to operate our pilot facility, secure advanced offtake agreements, and work toward producing our lower carbon cement at scale. And Sam and I wanted to briefly note that lower carbon has likely seen dozens of companies attempting to do something similar, certainly a an area with increasing competition as CO2 emissions continue to be a focal point, but they clearly have unique confidence in this team and in their innovative technology. And intuitively, there's a massive market, great investors, and now they just have to execute the transition from pilot to full-scale implement full implementation, which of course is way easier said than done, but they're already off to a great start with their revolutionary technology here. Yeah, I mean, a great team, a great combination of lower carbon, which you have one of the prolific um, climate tech investors. Um, so a vote of confidence there. In addition to that strategic investor, I think that's probably the coolest part for me is they have a strategic partner there, a massive cement manufacturer that's willing to stake a bet in this technology and, and invest in a new way of doing things to not contribute as much to CO2 emissions at that 8% mark. It's true. That is a monumental vote of confidence and certainly something that I'm glad we highlighted and excited to see a sublime future for sublime systems. And I believe they've cemented themselves in pill history. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> and for our fourth and final company in this week's dose, we have Capella Space, which is a leading American satellite manufacturer and Earth observation company, which just secured a 60 million growth round from the U.S. Innovative Technology Fund. This $60 million growth round comes on the heels of the startup's $97 million Series C back in April 2022. Yeah, so they're truly accelerating the growth here. What Capella does is they revolutionize the way that critical industries in both the private and public sectors collect and analyze Earth observation data to make more informed and accurate decisions. And they're able to do this with their synthetic aperture radar satellites that can penetrate any weather conditions to capture clear imagery day and night, delivering timely data about what is happening anywhere on Earth at any given moment. Yeah, and so this data is valuable, especially in the midst of today's intense geopolitical, environmental, and humanitarian challenges. You know, the ability to have access to reliable 24-7 Earth observation data has never been in greater demand across, like, an unimaginably wide range of industries. Yeah, it's a great point, and the metrics back that great demand in that Capella has announced that they have tripled revenue since 2021 with a twofold increase in imagery collected. So some astronomical numbers out of Capella space there. And with this influx of capital, the company will expand its imaging capacity and develop new data products as customer demand continues to grow for its frequent, timely, and high-quality SAR imagery and analytics services. Yeah, a, a big market here, and, and I think it's worth noting that, you know, it, with me specifically, and I think Brandon and I both share this intrigue around space tech. You know, you think back to the history of space innovation. It started in the U.S. government and, and governments in the space race in the 60s and stuff. And all resources and money was was thrown towards space exploration. It was just such a cool thing. And everybody would tune into TV, you know, to see the moon landing and whatnot. And you fast forward several decades and the progress really hasn't gone as far as maybe the people who were in the industry at that time would have hoped for. Um, and I think what we're seeing now is a renaissance of space innovation, but this time on the private side of things. So with startups like Capella, uh, we're familiar with some other ones like Albedo, which is an Austin-based company doing satellite imagery in a little bit of a different way. And another company that I've really enjoyed following along is called Slingshot Aerospace, which is tackling the problem of space trash and junk you know, that is in perpetual orbit and that can really be of detriment to these satellites, you know, that are growing, you know, year over year with SpaceX alone. And then you, you add in these other companies like Capella, Albedo. There are thousands of satellites up there from private companies to governments. And so Slingshot is making sure that basically they don't crash into anything. Um, and that's really a, another interesting problem that we're seeing tackled by the private space. So just just a little bit of a side note to end this week's dose about an industry that's really bubbling up again with a lot of really cool companies, especially out of Texas, actually. If you look, you know, Houston was, of course, a, a big uh, center of gravity, if you will, if we're continuing <laughs> on, the, on the space puns. But, uh, you know, Texas is leading the charge. Venture capital money is being poured into companies like Capella. You know, this is no joke of a 
of a round here coming off a recent large Series C. So a lot of opportunity, like I said, a wide range of industries and companies looking for data like this that Capella and other companies are looking to provide and higher quality and, and easier, uh, easier access. Yeah. Sam, that was a fantastic breakdown partner. And <laughs> candidly, candidly, I mean, that's what you just said there is kind of what keeps me and I imagine you as well coming back for more when it comes to venture capital. I can appreciate innovation in any form, but it's when you start seeing these just utter geniuses putting together crazy concepts for outer space and just pushing the envelope of what was previously possible in technology, things that nobody even thought about. You know, we cover a lot of companies that it's like, how did nobody else think of that? Like, it's such a straightforward concept. And then when you balance that with these outer space crazy companies that are doing things that no one else could possibly imagine, it only makes sense once you actually hear it said out loud and see a model of it. It's just, you know, that's that's kind of what keeps me at least coming back from more always is when you come across these companies that are just pushing pushing new limits in terms of what's possible. Yeah, yeah. No, couldn't have put it better myself, partner. Um, that's what keeps us coming back and motivated to find cool companies and share them with the pilgrims. So exactly. Uh, if you have any, uh, space startups specifically, or I guess while we're on the topic of industries, if you have any other industries you'd like us to dive into a little bit more, you know, we certainly skew towards what interests us, but you know, we're always open for suggestions. So, uh, it's been a pleasure, a great 50th dose, uh, of startups and venture capital for you guys. And we're excited to get some interviews back on back on the docket here uh, shortly. So uh, look forward to that, and uh, we'll see you next week. Real quick, make sure you check out our Instagram page. We just went live on Instagram. We're building a good community already, um, and you know, get it on the ground floor while while the page is still new. <laughs> yeah, at Venture Pill. Uh, we'll see you on there. Alrighty, pilgrims. Take care, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibes a little low-key, okie-dokie, that's alright, but wait, I don't know how to do things this